and welcome to another edition of Alliant Health Solutions Making Healthcare Better podcast. My name is Rakia Campbell and I'm your host today. And joining me is Dr. Randall White. He is a member of our network board of directors. Um, so Dr. White, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so please share more with us about your role with Alliant as a part of our board and, and what you do in the community, what you do in day to day. Well, I moved to uh, the Mississippi Delta some 37 years ago. Mm -hmm. There were very few nephrologists in Mississippi, and I was the only nephrologist for 50 miles to the west and 100 miles to the north, east, and south. So I was uh, one of only a few. Mm -hmm. And did I know when I moved here how good the business would be. And before I knew it, uh, I had uh, three other partners and over 500 patients on dialysis. Wow. I have been an advocate since I came here for, for home peritoneal dialysis. Mm -hmm. And even back in 1983, I had a few patients that I followed with the uh, home PD. Mm -hmm. uh, we have now grown this into about 80 patients, plus or minus. About uh, 55 to 60 on home peritoneal dialysis and 15 to 20 range on home hemodialysis. Mm. Um, I have been on the Network 8 Incorporated Board for about 20 years. Mm -hmm. I served two terms, had to sit off for a year, and now I'm back on again for a third term, and I am presently the uh, chairman of the board of directors for Network 8. So, I uh, have a strong desire mm -hmm. to educate people on home dialysis mm -hmm. and help them to get there. I try to do that in my practice. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. And thank you for your service by serving on the board. Um, so for those that don't know, Alliant has a two has contracts. Network 8 is Mississippi, Alabama, and Tennessee. Okay. Network 14 is Texas. Large populations of chronic ESRD patients mm -hmm. that we provide quality assurance for. Mm -hmm. I am quite proud of the improved quality that I think Network 8 has played a part in over the years. Mm -hmm. Our Alabama, Tennessee region. Wow. Well, that's that's great. And we'll, we'll, I'd love for you to expand on, on that, um, what some of those improvements have been. Um, but let's start with the challenges. What have been some of the challenges with ESRD treatment in rural areas specifically? We, we live in a very rural area and mm -hmm. no municipality greater than 20,000 people are spread over a lot, a large, large area. Mm -hmm. A lot of our home dialysis patients drive 35, 40 miles, or even sometimes farther, mm -hmm. to come to our home dialysis clinic. Mm -hmm. um, poverty and illiteracy and transportation problems are rampant, mm -hmm. and we just have to find a way 
to work around these. And what are some of the ways that you've found, you know, that work to be able to work around them? What are, what, what are some things that you've been able to do to try to overcome some of those challenges? Well, we're talking about home dialysis today. Mm-hmm. And a lot of doctors feel that there are barriers. I say there are no barriers. We can figure out a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have thought, you know, a, a significant portion of our patients are illiterate, particularly the older people. Mm-hmm. And we teach them using pictures how to do their dialysis at home. We have even taught uh, a Chinese guy who only spoke Cantonese mm-hmm. how to do home dialysis. Mm-hmm. Now, his daughter, who worked full time, was unable to be with him during a lot of his training. And so we made him about 30 flashcards with Cantonese on one side mm-hmm. and on the other with her help. Mm-hmm. And so nurses would look through the flashcards and give him the, uh, the Cantonese and then turn it around and say, this is what I'm saying. I'm saying dry weight. <laughs> and he can hear dry weight and then sit around and have it written in Cantonese. Wow. Wow. We, we, we find a way around the barriers. The barriers are hills to climb, but not insurmountable. So what are some of the benefits of home modality? Well, gracious. You want to know what I tell the patients? What do you tell them? <laughs> I tell them I would dialyze at home mm-hmm. on peritoneal dialysis with the cycler. You want to know why? Why? I could get up and go to work every morning. True. <laughs> That's true. What I do. I don't want to quit. Mm-hmm. I don't want any rigidity and the impediment of having to try to schedule my life around my dialysis. Mm-hmm. I want to fit dialysis into my life. Mm-hmm. I want to have flexibility. And I also tell them that I am empowered, I would be empowered by being able to do it myself in my way at home on my time. Mm-hmm. I would also say that people who dialyze at home seem to be happier. I go to the, uh, we have about 80 patients on home dialysis and we set up a clinic every Thursday where we see about uh, 20 patients each each Thursday. Mm-hmm. And these people are happy. Mm-hmm. They're sexy. Mm-hmm. They're lively. They mm-hmm. are chatterbox. And <laughs> they all seem to be doing well. This, this is one of my uh, times that I feel like I am really making a difference. That's amazing. That's amazing. And I'm sure, you know, obviously having to be a patient that has to experience dialysis, um, being in the comfort of your home can definitely probably be um, even better for their their mental well-being as well. 
um, just being able to take the treatment and be able to be in a space that's comfortable and familiar to them. Well, one thing that has been very impressive is that Network 8 currently has about 13% of the patients doing home modality, um, which is actually above the national average. So can you share what have been some of the strategies that have helped you grow your home dialysis program? We have, and that, and, and particularly in Mississippi, mm-hmm. a lot of old doctors like me <laughs> tend to, who tend to favor the home modalities mm-hmm. and make efforts to convince the patient that it is better dialysis, mm-hmm. that they thrive and be happier. And the, uh, I think it is an attitude in our rural three-state area mm-hmm. that dialysis is simply better. Yeah. Well, I know that um, your, one of your home dialysis nurses actually participated in a Network 8 webinar to educate facilities about strategies for increasing home dialysis and sharing some of the best practices that you use. Um, what do you see as far as the future for ESRD in doing that? Um, do you see home dialysis programs growing? Um, and, and why is that important, not just for the patient, but for the industry? Well, there are financial incentives for the company to encourage home dialysis. Okay. There is, there is uh, pressure being placed on the large dialysis organizations to to, uh, switch patients from in-center hemodialysis to home dialysis because the home dialysis is substantially cheaper for Medicare. Mm -hmm. It is much less costly for Medicare. Mm -hmm. And so the federal government has uh, developed a lot of incentives and actually, I won't say mandates, but the federal government is making it financially uh, more beneficial to the doctors and to the large dialysis organizations for the patient allies at home. Great, great. Well, I don't want to take too much more of your time, but is there anything else you'd like to share um, that you feel like would be important for folks to know, whether they're patients or other nephrologists? The biggest barrier that we actually encounter mm-hmm. is reluctance. Mm-hmm. They are frightened and they don't think that they can safely do the dialysis at home. Mm-hmm. I can see that, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I tell them, this is a lot easier than you think it is. Mm-hmm. And I tell them about our blind patients, our patients who uh, don't, uh, can't read. I tell them about our uh, Cantonese man who we talk to mm-hmm. do dialysis. It's not nearly as difficult as you think, and it is very, very safe. I've been doing this for 40 years. Mm-hmm. As far as I am aware, I've never had a patient whose death I attributed to malfunction of the machine at home. 
So thank you, Dr. White, for joining me today and sharing all of your knowledge. I know it's going to benefit our, our listeners. And thank you for your service to the Alliant Board as well. Well, thank you very much for giving me a stage to express my passion for people to allies and get home. They simply <laughs> do better. <laughs> Great way to end it. And thank you all for tuning in to Alliant Health Solutions podcast, Making Healthcare Better.